Blog Talk Radio. have reached your destination. It is the business of Tuesday New. That's right, community view. What's happening in the community? We bring you that perspective. And I'm going to get you right to our co-host, VJ Smith. And wow, let's talk about it all. Yeah, let's talk about it all. I'm coming to you live from Sammy's Avenue Eatery. And I'm telling you, we are, uh, I'm down here having my favorite sandwich. Got my favorite chef in here. And we've got five, uh, four beautiful ladies over here. They're having a meeting here at Sammy's Avenue Eatery, like everybody does, having a little water, some coffee, and just connecting with folks in the community. That's what we do. That's how we do it. Listen, if you didn't make Stop the Violence event, at North Commons, and uh, everybody wear or orange and protect Minnesota. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, the celebrities performed, the uh, Unlimited Next Level performed, and we just had a wonderful time uh, talking about solutions to violence in our community, and it was great. It was really uh, exceptionally great time, and I'm, I'm glad that we had an opportunity to be co-sponsors in that event. Uh, don't forget Juneteenth is coming up. If you don't know the history about Juneteenth. You better check your history. You better know the history about Juneteenth, and and you better be looking it up because we found that a lot of people don't know about Juneteenth. Matter of fact, uh, when Juneteenth uh, in Minnesota was one of the biggest Juneteenth celebrations in the country, nobody really talked about that, but Minnesota had one of the biggest until gang members came in and destroyed that event and sponsors backed out. Now, that's sad. That's sad. It's, it's terribly sad. So Juneteenth is still alive. It'll still be happening this year. It's not at the level of the size that it used to be, but our people have got to stop destroying what belongs to us. We have got to stop destroying the things that belong to us. Prophet Barbara Sterling, uh, I'm going to welcome everybody to the morning show, but I want you to talk a little bit about that. You remember Juneteenth. You remember how it used to be. Um, you remember how many people, thousands and thousands of people came to that. You were there. Absolutely. We had the privilege of actually in 2011 of uh, hosting the kickoff, opening it up along with the uh, the YIG Showcase Rising Stars, and it was packed. And, you know, I don't know what happened after then, to be frank, but absolutely. Uh, it's quite interesting how things began to change, you know, the little bit that I gathered. I haven't done any research, so forgive me, et cetera, but the little bit of uh, tidbits that 
I was told is that when the highway before the, uh, what is that, 35W South, before 35W uh-huh. South or 94, 94, went, you know, right down the middle some kind of way prior to that, this was a, how do we say, this, this was a village event that was inclusive of even the Twin Cities, I'm sorry, even Minneapolis, and somewhere along the lines when uh, the highway came in, which was thought of to be, you know, the next best thing to uh, peanut butter and jam at wit bread, uh, <laughs> things changed, and there became this divide and this separation of the Twin Cities as it relates to the black village. Well, that, that, that can happen, too. But what happened with Juneteenth was gang members did not relate, reflect their history, and all they thought about was going into an area and getting at each other, which made it impossible for sponsors to be safe. And when sponsors aren't safe, Absolutely. they won't pay. And, and so right. when you make sponsors go away, then you make your business go away. And so it's, going to, it's, it's been 10 years now, 10 years and 10 long years, and sponsors still haven't came back, and hopefully someday they will. Uh, I feel bad because this is one of the greatest celebrations ever, to celebrate our freedom. Please forgive me. VJ, please forgive me. We're talking Juneteenth. Guess what was stuck in my head? Rondo days. Totally right, different. Right, absolutely. Had to correct yep, myself. Totally so now let's go back to Juneteenth. You got it. And I will say this about, (laughs) I will correct myself in a heartbeat. Uh, The one thing that I do want to acknowledge when I hear you talking about sponsors, you know, there's only one solution. And I'll say it this way. It, It has twofold, two sides to it. But the main one solution is that's when security gets in place. That's when, uh, and, you know, there are times when, as far as I'm concerned, the Mad Dads team, you guys work so relentlessly, so tired. There are times when those families need to just be relieved of that duty and just be in place enjoying like anyone else. But my point is, please, yes, uh, you know, security to be secure the vendors and those sponsorships. So I'm saying sponsorships, this is reality. You know the kinds of things that are happening. It, this would be no different than, so I'm not going to let this, let this slide, corporate sponsors. You know, you know what it's like uh, when there is some kind of conflict. Absolutely. But when do we take a stand anyway and say we're not going away? Still sponsor. Come to the table. And, of course, whoever is at the table uh, putting these kinds of um, projects together, festivals together, and uh, I'd, I'd love to be welcome to that table. But we need to look at security and the necessary provisions in place to counterattack those negative pieces. And still, let's have fun, enjoy, and have a great time. That's what has to happen. And we, got, and we got to learn how to do that. And I think one of the ways to do that is get our community involved. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here at Sammy's Avenue Eatery, and there's four ladies. I don't know where they're from, but I'm going to find out. And we're going to let everybody in broadcast land know who I, what organization we represent here. We're from Minnesota Internship Center, Charter 
Uh, Minnesota Intern Center and Charter High School, that means these ladies are getting ready to figure out what to do for the summer, how much time they're going to spend in Hawaii, and all that good stuff. But but we got summer school. Oh, they got summer school. So they're getting ready to do summer school. They're in the house at Sammy's Avenue Eatery. I would, you know, maybe next time we'll get a chance to talk to them. But anyway, I just had to interrupt and let them know we recognize the, the school because without education, where would our kids be? we got to really work hard. Our kids are losing out on education. Our kids are failing in most schools, and we got to change that. And and these wonderful ladies are trying to figure out how to do that. How do we save these babies? How do we make sure they get educated? That's that's important. You know, um, I was uh, many times in the jails, I ask guys to write for me, and many of them will say, uh, now I'm going to talk about it. And they say they want to talk about it because they can't write. Because they don't, you know, they, they, they can't write. And when I see them try, uh, even ask their other inmates to help them spell a word, it, it breaks my heart because what happened? Why didn't you learn your ABCs and all the stuff you needed to know to be successful and to be that kind of individual in our community that could make it? Something happened. Something went wrong. And we have to begin to deal with that. Uh, education is something that I know that means a lot to you, as you well. Education is something that me and you work hard for to educate our kids. With the Southside Coalition that we're working with and the partnership that we have now, our ambassadors That's working right. with our ambassadors and, and teaching them how to give back in the community, fighting against drugs, alcohol, and tobacco, letting people know that those things are poison that are destroying our community. We we have to fight against that. Now, I, I, I'm excited because I know, you know, last year, um, Prophet, you were in the Human Parade. And festival. Yes, and, and we'll be there I'm again. Yeah, well, we excited. must have, you know, that long banner that we carry for Stop Bullying Now movement. Listen, ev- almost every inch of it will be held by our young, uh, young folks, and I'm excited about that because they're taking a stand. They're taking a stand. And so as we're walking in that parade, that means something very, very, uh, that's that's serious. And I'm excited that they're getting ready for that and coming to the table with conversation also. The uh, Not Guilty bands and other groups Beautiful. will be playing. It's going to be great. It's going to be a wonderful time. And so we're excited about that. There's going to be plenty of food there, barbecue and everything that our food trucks will be there, so we're excited about that. You know, the other thing is the Festival for Fathers. We're going to recognize fathers this year like never before. We have a petting zoo and all that in North Commons Park, and we're going to recognize our fathers, you know. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Father's Day is coming up, isn't it? That's right. You know, what are you going to do for Daddy? I'm not going to say it over the air. Oh, you're not going to, because he's probably listening. Absolutely. But you know what, Um, I know you're going to do something great for him because that's how you are. You're full of surprises. But, you know, I really want people to think about, you know, I hear a lot of men say, man, Father's Day don't really mean nothing. You know, Mother's Day is a big holiday. But I really would like for people to really think out of the box and do something for an uncle, a mentor, a father, somebody that's really supported you. Do something for them to show them how much you appreciate them. So many times our, our fathers get left out. You know, they don't get the love they need. So let's show them some love. But they are those deadbeats. I mean, I'm used to showing somebody some love that doesn't deserve it. Let's show love to those that truly do deserve it. Show love to those that are really anticipating making a difference in the lives of a father. 
I think that our men are the leaders, and it takes a man to build a man. So, so many times women are left with that role. But our men that are out there, let's show them some love this year. I, I'm really I'm excited about that. I know it's Shallow Temple Bishop House praying to do that. You know, a lot of people didn't get the uh, the, the news went out that a lot of people did not get the um, the grant money that was awarded, and Mad Dads and Shallow Temple are two of those that that put in applications and did not get them. So. Well, hopefully the city, whoever they selected, will do a great job on Broadway on the north side and in the tribal area in South Minneapolis. And we're just we're just praying that that whoever got selected will 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 receive that blessing and do a great job. So I know we're not hating, we're congratulating, and, and our time will come, and we'll keep fighting the good fight. And so will S. B. Barber in the morning show and the rest of us. So I think so many times people get upset and get mad. They didn't get it. I didn't, you know. I, no, we're not going to be like that. We're going to be congratulatory. You know, we did our part. We uh, we did the information. We did the application. We did the proposal. We did everything we should do, and it just wasn't our time to receive uh, from the city or the mayor's office. Um, you know, but in the same token, we're still going to work hard. I think we still have to, all have to figure out that how do we work together? How do we how do we uh, make a difference? How do we uh, do what we need to do to uh, change the community and how do we embrace our community and, and transform it. The, the north side, the south side, St. Paul, are still hurting. We're losing a lot of pipes. I want to tell a story that illustrates why I want to work harder. I want to do more and I want to press forward. A young lady came to me the other day and she said, BJ, it's been a year since my son was killed. And the killer is still free. I was having a great day this weekend and enjoying myself and smiling. And a young man came up to me and he said to me, good to see you smiling since my homie killed your son. And she immediately transformed back and rewind all the way back to the day her son was killed and was trying to figure out why, why would she take so much energy to talk about, why would he take all that energy to talk about the killing of a son and to say it's good to see her smiling and it took away her smile? She's been shaking ever since. She's been traumatized ever since that it got reinstated in her. What would, and he walked away and laughed because he actually just said, why? Why would you, why would you say that? That's so mean. And he just walked away and laughed. The caliber and the way that our men feel today is totally disrespectful, totally unacceptable, and totally disastrous. Anybody who would do that to a mother has got to have some mental health issues. We need prayer. We need intervention. We need, I'm sorry, but some people do need to be locked up. But we, most of all, we need unity like never before to touch the hearts of these young men because they have lost their desire to understand that these are our brothers and sisters. These are our queens. These are our babies. That's, and when one baby hurts, all our babies hurt. It breaks my heart. And I'm going to fight harder. And I'm going to tell that story to many young men if I can. I remember a young man, I told him this story yesterday, and he said, it makes me sick that anybody would do that to a mother. It makes me sick. What's your thoughts on that, Prophet? Um, you know what? <clears throat> Hold on a moment. My microphone, I'm sorry, my headset fell off. But I, you know, I, 
really, VJ, I I think, can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. VJ, yeah, you know, uh-huh, all right, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and continue? Please do. No, I'm done. I want to hear your response, ma'am. I hear you. Go ahead, Prophet. Are you there? Morning. Yes, I am here. I am here. The lines were lighting up, so I wanted to, uh, sometimes we don't get, when folks light up the lines, they don't want to really say very much or say anything, but they take it all in. Uh, I'm excited about the fact that people are listening, and I'm telling you on a on an average particular day, depending on the subject matter, et cetera, our numbers have been anywhere from 300 to uh, up to 600. As far as the listening community uh, around the uh, the state, outside the state, and uh, outside of this United States. And so uh, I actually went mute so that I could check on that. So I did miss the content of what you were talking about because I always went, listen, when you, on Tuesday knew Monday, uh, the business of Monday Money Talk, the Black Money Team, Wednesday, everything is political, best resources, and so much more. We want you. We want to hear you. All of that, you know, dialogue that you take to Facebook and et cetera, and uh, it gets kind of crazy there. But we want to bring that positive insight that you have solutions or your question. You may have a question and rather than run with information that you're not sure of, uh, bring it to us and we'll do our homework and get that answer for you, just for you. So stay with us and uh, we appreciate that you are listening. That says a lot in itself. Sometimes there are baby steps that have to be made. And many of you during this time of day in the Twin Cities, you may be employed, etc. got that headset on. So uh, keep doing what you're doing and doing it the right way. And uh, check out the podcast as you do the streaming aspect of it after the broadcast to get up to date on what's happening. But thank you for following us and being a part of the broadcast. Go ahead, PJ. Once again, yeah. Broadcasting live from the uh, uh, Sammy's Avenue Eatery where I get my famous pastrami sandwich <laughs> with the hookup. I'm going to tell you, it's all the way live. I'm, I'm here with uh, Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis is in the house, and Sean Lewis was one of the original board members of Mad Dad in 1998. Now, he wasn't a street patroller, but he's always been an information guy. Now I want I want Nishan is always on tune and on top of everything that's going on. Matter of fact, if you want to uh, SB Bob, do you know Sean Lewis? Are you talking now? That name is familiar, but male and female, male and female, oh, female have Sean that Lewis? name. Oh, okay. Well, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right to the male version. I'm gonna let him tell us what is going on, what's happening in the community, in his neck of the woods, and update us. Sean, talk to the people. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Good morning. How are you? Your community. Come on, talk to us. 
my community. Well, my community is our village, shall we say, our community. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here at uh, uh, you know Avenue Eatery. I uh, am always excited that people are here uh, enjoying themselves, getting good food, good service, and just getting to know each other better. And you know, with summertime around, I know there's been events that people have had in the past um, around Stop the Violence, and I'm sure there's going to be more events that deal with that. And as school winds down and people are, you know, getting in that summer mode where they can uh, either, you know, have their kids get involved in some constructive activities or those who are transitioning and going off to college will be going off. So it's just wonderful that the weather's been nice for people to get out and really enjoy themselves. You know what, Sean, let me ask you this. Um, Any insight that you may have, well, you know, as it relates to some of the things that are happening right now, we, uh, first of all, we know that uh, court's in session for the trial of uh, our late brother, uh, Castillo Philandra Castillo, and uh, any perspective as far as the makeup of the jurors at this point from your perspective? Well, that's a very good question. You know, I was just um, hearing people say that, you know, that uh, prosecutors or defense people, you know, they claim they don't seem to use um, race in terms of jury makeup, but I don't agree with that. I think they do use race. I think they do look for a jury that's going to um, be shaped in such a way that would give them the outcome of what they want. And what it says to me is that we need to have more brothers and sisters, more people of color in the jury pool to be eligible so they can be selected. But, you know, without question, whether it's here locally or nationally with some other things that are going on, um, you know, you want a jury that's reflective of the community in which it resides, and that should be based upon the, the percentages mm-hmm. of that. And, and sometimes we just, you know, it feels like we always come up short, and I know a family member has mentioned that as well. And we've got to figure out a way to fix that. We've got to figure out a way in which we have a jury that's more reflective of the population. So there are people talk about that you want to be judged by a jury of your peers and and that just that's right. seems to be happening with us. And, you know, Sean, may I, may I jump in here, too, because I believe that you and I are right in a good place and, and uh, in the hearts of our community, our village. And But I, I want to say this to the community. I'm going to challenge the perspective, the poor perspective of us, because we have ample qualified folks that are capable of intelligently uh, sitting in those jury seats. The reason that we don't get it in that respect, and it's not thought that way, is the fear and the bias of who we are. Number one, that we're Uh incapable because of the color of our skin. Let's be real. Let's just be real about it. You know, when I think back on that, and I'll just use the small, but it was a big example of even as the Panthers began to, you know, emerge and move about and the way they were feeding and, and taking care of our own, et cetera, the, the primary scare was the fact that they were carrying arms. And, you know, when you are confronted by 
the opposition and, and, and a race that would think that because of how they massacred and treated our black race of people, then the first thought you're going to have when you're guilty is that if someone else gets free, they will treat you the same way. So, you know, I'm putting that out there because I know for a fact you're capable of sitting on the jury, come on, myself, and so many others. So that's not the issue. The issue is the bias that takes place behind closed doors. And when people don't speak out about that, there are things to be able to speak out about in an intelligent way, facing political choices, selections, and biases. And we don't have to use profanity. We don't have to scream and holler and act like we don't know which way we're going and that we can't conduct ourselves in a rally or a protest in a way that we aren't shut down. So, you know, what's your take on that? Because if we continue to allow that to be the only appearance, then the attitude is drawn, those people, talking about us, those people, our children, our husbands, our fathers, our wives, our women, etc., are incapable of being able to handle themselves. We must be able to guard ourselves and handle our business in a way that allows us to be heard and not uh, how do I say it? As calmly as we speak is even a threat in many situations, but more so. But we can't allow ourselves to only be seen as protesters that are out of control. And then when it comes for court trials and that type of thing, that's how we're written off. Your take. Yeah, this is Tuesday I, I hear what Community you're View, Sean Lewis. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know. Um, you're dealing with uh, systemic and, and structural um, uh, biases or racism, as you call it, and you know these 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 systems, like the criminal justice system, the education systems, they're very very difficult to to, to change. They're entrenched and they're embedded, and they have resources to keep it doing what it's supposed to do. And I, I'm of the school of thought of an inside-outside strategy. You need people inside the system, inside the structures, inside the institutions, as well as people outside the system, outside the structures, and outside the institutions to put pressure um, uh, for change. Um, and, yeah, that is true. You, you don't want to be defined as as so out there, so non-mainstream that, that people – uh, won't even uh, hear you. Uh, I listened to WVON out of Chicago, and Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. has a show, and he was making the comment that when they would stand up and march, they never the oppositions they would deal with, they would never say them by name because what that would do, would, it would mobilize their constituency to back what they have done. You know, they would give inference about who they were talking about, but they would never, you know, definitely uh, – do something that would empower the system of oppression and and make things harder on them. And so we, we do have to be thoughtful. We do have to be more intentional. We do have to be more strategic in, in what we do. And part of it is for us to sit down as a community and have those conversations, you know, offline, closed doors, 
so we can have a better sense of awareness about the impact of what you do and come up with better strategies that, that need to be put into place. You know what, Sean, let's put our heads together. And on behalf of uh, SB Barber Morning Show and Grace Media Network, yes, we want to do that. And it must be a closed door. It's not for the media. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. not for, you know, selling papers. That said they're just conversation that we need to have. And this needs to take place because uh, I'm insulted. I'm appalled. And, 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 you know, because, first of all, again, we do have the capability. And that, that is just outright insult, outright insult um, that this would uh, th- that the jewelers would look like this. What are you, well, you know, afraid uh, of? Not you. Well, <laughs> you know, how, yeah, how well, is it? You know, what are you afraid well, well, of? They're, well, they're they are afraid of a jury of their of their peers. They're afraid of people who would understand, you know, the the point of view um, in which we're talking about African Americans. They're afraid of it. There's too many African Americans on the jury that, you know, those people would understand their point of view when they make their case and when they give their testimony and when they're, you know, cross-examined. You know, I'm a person who has been uh, called to jury, not jury duty not one time but two times. The first time I didn't make it to a trial because this when they were setting to take us up to the courtroom to ask us questions the defendant decided to uh, do a plea agreement. Now, my second one just happened, uh, must have been earlier this year, and uh, I did make it to the courtroom, and I was one of the 24 people that were were being asked questions. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm sure had people uh, thinking about, well, we may not want this guy, is that they start asking you all kinds of questions, like where do you work, what do you do, who are your relatives, have you had any contact with law enforcement, have you had any contact with you know, the probationary people, have you had any contact with the criminal justice system? Now, I was in a situation where I was falsely arrested in, in prison in 1983, so I had to say yes to that. And because I knew what it was like to be accused of a crime and yet I was innocent and I was able to uh, overcome the charges, they were dropped, and I did sue for a wrongful imprisonment and, you know, and false arrest. You know, I'm sure they were like, we don't want him on the jury pool because he could identify with a defendant about maybe being accused of something that they didn't do. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from real-life experience. So, you know, it, it is very challenging and it is appalling that, you know, there's not more juries of our peers. That has to change. You know, there, I've been uh, – on Wednesdays we do a broadcast that's very raw, but it's – it's potent, and that is Wednesday Best Resources. Uh, everything is political. And it is great to be able to hear and share with individuals when we look at the reality of what is the perception and perspective and what's still on the books concerning us, period. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, being able to, uh, again, dialogue on some matters here that have come to my attention that we need to quickly uh, come to uh, allegiance and uh, come and have that village conversation. But, again, you know, when you look at the fact that corporate America, uh, elite structures have no problems with, uh, shall we say, showcasing uh, us, 
you know, educated blacks, et cetera, et cetera, for many situations and uh, uh, want you to want us to speak or whatever. And, you know, someone else may hear this and say, well, wow, she sounds slanted. No, it's not slanted. I'm saying that we are in every sector that you can imagine and credible in many sectors. And so to come to the conclusion that we, they cannot find reliable voices when, even though a person that they might select is of another race, and they've not committed a crime, they, they have no history, et cetera. But, again, that person is going to have empathy one way or another. That's never changed. Jurors are that way, and, and that's why they get screened. And many of them still are there so that they can make decisions based upon, how do we say it this way, um, their values in life, their uh, their perspectives in life, and they do make those decisions based on that. No different mm-hmm. than the vote. And so, yeah. this is pretty blatant. This is pretty blatant. Uh, and whatever reason it would cause us to rethink some things, then we must do so and not be ignorant to this situation. Uh, that and and really look at it and look at a you know how we come forward and what we are doing on our behalf, uh, etc. Yeah, you know, as it I, comes to our public I, appearances, and I think that's that's what's going on the public appearance from uh, the standpoint of uh, Black Lives Matter uh, or, or uh, any life matters when there are black lives that are standing with other races because of injustices, whether it's, you know, Native Americans that uh, we're standing with or or whatever. But when we stand alone, there's another issue there, another issue there, the power, that's such power. It's so powered. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I I think – both you have um, Mike Freeman for Hennepin County and Choi for Ramsey County. I think the community, you know, once it again has this closed door session, you know, there should be some forms out there that are much more public and, and explain the criminal justice system and how they operate and what we think is wrong with it and what they need to do to do better about it because not enough of our people know and they, they need to know because you never know. I mean, I mentioned about my false arrest and false imprisonment back in 1983. I was minding my own businesses shopping, and they accused Correct. me of stealing a jacket, what I purchased two days before when Dayton's at that time at that location had their budget store before they did 700 under the mall. And, you know, yeah. I was one of the lucky ones when I was raised to always, you know, have your receipt, always have your proof of purchase. And once they took that information, they knew they were in the wrong and that the person that was making these accusations was lying when we were meeting in our attorney's office uh, under deposition. But, you know, we definitely need a wake-up call that, you know, we need to, you know, have our, you know, private conversations but also some public forums, you know, challenging the criminal justice systems, these prosecutors about, you know, how their system is, you know, is falling short and, you know, and what they need to do to make it better. 
but I, I appreciate, you know, you um, taking time to talk to me. I, I took a co- coffee break, so I have to get back to work. But I, I think you're under something, and I hope you keep up the good work and keep Absolutely. us engaged and, may and I challenging say, us yes, to do and may I say this to you? You always have a seat at this table. You always okay. have a voice at this table. And so mm-hmm. thank you for joining in because what we're talking about to be heard and there are no walls to interfere with this dialogue. And I appreciate what you had to say, the value in it going back and forth. Thank you. You're welcome. And you have a blessed day. And I'll turn you back to BJ. Absolutely. That's what I tell you. See, that was Sean. Sean Lewis, he's always got lots to say. But, you know, when you mix Sean with the prophet, man, anything could happen. You know, I, I just got a nice <laughs> little break there. I ate my sandwich, finished my sandwich. Hey, Sean, I'll see you later, man. I know. Yeah, you get with the prophet, you just take over. I tell you, boy, you got a loving spirit. I love it. And I love Sean, man. That man has been around in my life forever. As long as I can remember, he's full of information and all kind of resources. You know, when we when we talk about education, you know, before we go, I know we got we got a little more time. I'm gonna find out. I said I was gonna leave him alone, but I'm not. I'm gonna find out from one of the wonderful ladies here about what's the plans for the summer. What are they gonna do in terms of education? And you know, maybe some highlights. Of what we're gonna do about these kids? Because I'll tell you, our kids, man, if we don't find more stuff for them to do in the summer, we're just gonna have all kind of trouble. We're just talking about there's not enough summer programs. There's not enough stuff for the kids to do in the summer. Who's going to speak on that? Who can have a spokesman? Okay, here we go. Good morning, everyone. Uh, This is Amy. I'm speaking for the Minnesota Internship Center, Charter High School. We have, uh, we serve students all over the Twin City area, and we have a location at uh, 2507 Fremont Avenue North. Uh, and if you're a student who needs uh, summer school, our session goes from July 10th to August 4th, Monday through Friday. Great teachers, great staff, uh, and we have free lunch, too. So we also help uh, connect students to resources if uh, they need help uh, with uh, housing stability or food or clothing or other kind or health, other kinds of things like that. So... Uh, come on and check us out at 2507 Fremont Avenue North. And have a All right, now, start. let's introduce you once again. Your oh. name, once again, oh, okay, let's bring her back. She, let's bring her back. You want to bring her back? Okay, here she goes. Bring her back. <laughs> Hi. Listen, Hi, go is. ahead and say Hi. your name once again. It's Amy, A-M-Y, Libman, L-I, Beers and Boy, M-A-N. The reason I brought you back is the name of the program once again. Mm-hmm. The name of the program okay. again. Oh, the Minnesota Internship Center Charter High School. Internship? Did you say internship? Yep. Yes. All right. Minnesota Internship I'm Charter High School. All right. I'm Apostle S.B. Barber, and I'm host here. And, you know, I wanted to bring you back and slow you down because a lot of times uh, when you're dealing with other kinds of radio uh, settings, uh, you don't get a chance to really slow down and uh, let people mm-hmm. hear how to connect with you. And uh, But I, I right. want that to be very clear because anytime okay. something is new to me, then I want everyone to know this is positive. Amy, Yes. This is positive, and I will do yes, everything is. I possibly can to make sure people know. Now, number one, in 
on our Facebook page, GMN Live TV, GMN Live Mm TV. Be sure Mm -hmm. and inbox us something about this program in an ad form or just information because right now the deadline will be uh, coming up uh, is June 10th and we're pushing youth and family events for the summer. Sometimes it's not that there is a shortage, but there is shortage of knowledge about the resources that are here. And that's why we take the walls off of our morning show. So put the word out and let folks know, come to the table on Tuesdays for our current events. So, uh, based upon what you're saying, listen, everyone, they've got an internship program for what are the ages? Uh, We serve uh, high school students ages um, 14 to 20 who need who are behind in credits or need a variety of supports to stay in school and earn their diploma. Excellent. And the location is 2507 Fremont Avenue North. And this will run July 10th through August 4th. That's Monday through Friday. Free lunch. Resources concerning housing stability, all, you know, yeah. listen, this is a gem. So, yes. uh, Amy, thank you, and please oh, inbox us that information, all right? Okay. Give, me your, give me the uh, address again. It's all right. G- On Facebook, you... it is yeah. GMN Live TV. Okay, you can GMN all, Live you can all, TV. And you may also email GMS. Like girl, Mary Sam, GMS at Grace, G R A C E, Media, M E D I A, Services dot com. Okay, I better, I thought I might be able to remember it, but I'm sorry, I'm going to ask you to, I'm just going to grab a few. No apologies necessary. Take your time. Uh, So G M S. G-M-S. That's G as in grace, M as in yeah. media, S services. Yeah. So G-M-S at, and then okay. spell it out, grace, yep. G-R-A-C-E, media, mm-hmm. services.com. Mm-hmm. You are welcome to submit your resource, dates, and information anytime. Okay. Okay, and then the so other get this, is get that G- ad to us as soon as possible so we can get that out. Okay, and the other one was the uh, the Facebook was G M N. No, G M N. Girl, Mary. Right, live TV. Live TV. Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Us. Thank you for joining well, we're, us. We're on. together. Yeah, thank you. On Tuesday, new community view. All right, back to you, VJ. Okay. Wow. That was great, man. This this lady, you know, she is wonderful. She took time out. Thank you so much. Uh, Mad Dads would love to help you out anytime we can. Come and talk to the kids. We'd love to do that. SB Barber Morning Show, man. We've got some uh, folks from uh, the, uh, what is it now? No, but you're you're from? Oh, AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps. We got three AmeriCars here. They're great. They're excited. They're gonna be doing great work. Your name is Maggie. Maggie. Tracy. Tracy. 
Maggie Tracy Murray, and they're so cute, along with the executive director. They're all beautiful. I mean, I was so happy. I came and I seen all these beautiful ladies. Let me tell you, SB Barber Morning Show, it's been great to be out here, along with my chef, my main man, my dog, the guy that puts the meat together, puts my cheese on there, hooks it up, brings the sandwich. Not only that, but he's a great community organizer, and I got to let him, you know, close out for me and tell you what he's got going on, because he's got an event I want you to hear about. Tell SB Barber Morning Show what's going on. Good morning. Um, July 22nd, um, an association with um, the Jordan Area Community Council and Habitat for Humanity, we have an event called um, the Jordan Week of Kindness, which is going to be taking place uh, July 17th through the 22nd. We'll be doing some neighborhood revitalization work and some home repairs. On the, our, two, our focus area block this year is Morgan Avenue from 29th to Laurie. We'll be doing some cleanup. We'll be doing some neighborhood cleanup. Also, some home repairs, and then on Saturday, July 22nd, we're having our big community celebration, which will take place on on the two block on a two block area. We'll have like a bouncy house, um, vendors, free food, and basically basically a big celebration of, of the community. Um, we're gonna have hopefully have Mad Dads out there, Junks Position, um, Hennepin County um, Neighborhood Hub, and a whole host of different organizations. Um, if you want to get more information about Jordan Week of Kindness, you can uh, check out our website at www.tchabitat.org um, and click on About, and you can get some information about the Jordan Week of Kindness. All right. Thank you. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. VJ, the village is alive and well. It's all about what you choose to say and speak over yourself, your family, your neighborhood, your community, and those that are around you. When was the last time as you were moving about in the community that you saw someone and they weren't smiling, but yet take the time to simply say, how well are you today? How well are you today? All right, BJ, back at you. Well, let me tell you this. Once again, I just want to say thank you, Sandy Avenue Eatery. Thank you for all my friends at uh, Mimic and uh, and the great school and the work that they're doing in the community. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Mimic School, uh, they wrote a letter of uh, support for us when we were going for a grant, and, and that was great, and I want to thank them for that. Um, we want to say big ups to everybody that did get the uh, crime reduction grant for the city of Minneapolis. Shiloh Temple and Mad Dad didn't, but you know what, y'all? Let's still congratulate those that did. And we also want to say that if you if you if you worry, then don't pray. But if you pray, then don't worry. They don't go together, and they never will. And that's why I just continue to pray because there's no need to worry. God bless you all. Welcome to the S.B. Barber Morning Show on behalf of S.B. Barber and the rest of the team. We say thank you, God bless you, and good morning. All right. You were, here's how we're going. Thank you for being with us on the broadcast today. We want you to be encouraged and share the broadcast, the current events. Wow, did you get a a list full? But let me tell you what's happening in the village. Calling youth and families. Check this out. Number one, 
Watch for the June premiere of the 2017 City of Minneapolis Health Department Youth Violence Prevention Week. That acronym, hashtag YVP Week, documented and hosted by YIG Showcase Rising Stars, that's hashtag YIG Stars, Media Mentorship Team Technology. These are your black media makers. These are your stars. And listen, you don't want to miss that broadcast. It will broadcast on Channel 16 and at 6 p.m. on MTN, Minneapolis Television Network. So we will keep you posted. And right now the date, <clears throat> please forgive me, <clears throat> been talking a lot, the, the date selected is June 12th, so stay with us and uh, check that out, and we'll keep you posted as well. It will also be available on our GM Network YouTube channel. Now, let me tell you about what else is coming up. Drum roll, calling youth and families. Check this out. <clears throat> coming up on Sunday, I'm sorry, coming up on Saturday, June 16th, we have from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. will be our So You Think You Can Hoop three-on-three youth tournament. I had to take a little water there. Thank you. Three-on-three youth tournament along with the uh, collaboration and support and partnership with Run and Shoot, Brothers Empowered, uh, and so much more. Inviting leagues and street teams, individuals, sign up free registration now. You don't have to pay for this. We want to see our teams and our young people vibing together. When you've been a street team, you know, you're doing your thing alone, and now you have an opportunity to be in association with other young people that maybe you didn't know very much about. Uh, school teams, you know, they vie against one another. And uh, listen, this is camaraderie time, camaraderie time. So come on out and join us at Park View Salvation Army on June 17th, and it is free. The age groups of the teams are 10 to 12, 13 to 15, 16 to 18, 19 to 21. And uh, you can sign up the registration because we've got to have a head count. Those of you that have the ability to go online, go to simply, here it is, SB. N M dot online. That's the acronym for Stop Bullying Now Movement. Again, registration, sign up, and that's where we'll be hosting all of our events online. But S B N M dot online. All right, so get ready for that. Now, where are we going? All roads will be leading to September 1. That is a Friday kicking off the holiday, and we have court time, 1.15 to 2.15. And so the next three-on-three tourney, and that includes 
females and male ballers. The next one will be July 22nd from 2 to 6 at Y North on West Broadway, and that is from 2 to 6 p.m. Then the next tournament, which is inclusive of our elimination. Wow. Somebody's got to play the championship at Excel Center on September 1. And that decision will be made and the announcement will be made. And that elimination three-on-three tournament and rally and rally. Same location, Y North on West Broadway. That is 1711 West Broadway Avenue North. And that is August 12th. And that is inclusive of the rally, all roads leading to where? Excel Energy Center. And that evening, that same ticket that you, community, come out and support the So You Think You Can Hoop three-on-three basketball championship game, that same ticket will get you back in the Excel Center, and you will, we will all enjoy the Lynx game. They're looking good, as usual, but they will be playing Chicago Sky. So join us for this, all right? And that is a ticketed piece at that point. Up until then, everything is free. All of our practices, join us for practice. If you just want to get a feel for who you're going to be playing with and have some practice time, some fellowship time, and guess what? Get some insight on what bullying looks like because bullying is violence. We know it takes place in the streets, in the community. It takes place in corporate America. Don't get me started. But we want you to come out and be supportive of these players. So practice time is at Parkview Salvation Army right at 2024 Lindell Avenue North, and that is Saturdays, 5 to 7 p.m., and also Monday, 3.30 to 5 p.m. So many of you are getting out of school. Many of you are involved with leagues, et cetera. But you know what? There's space for you. Rally around this. All right. Let me tell you what else is going on. The Human Project, you don't want to miss that. Come on out and be a part of that. And that will take place in South Minneapolis. And let me give them a drum roll. Human Partnership presents Old Fourth Avenue South Days, Parade and Festival, Music, free health screening, and more. That's Saturday, July 15th, and start out at 3416 4th Avenue South. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Let me back up. The festival will take place at 3416 4th Avenue South in Minneapolis. And uh, many of you, most of you know the location of the Richard Green Elementary School. So right in that park area where that will be taking place. But we want you to spread the word. And Yig Stars and Stop Bullying Now Movement 
So you think you can hoop players will be in that parade. So we'll be celebrating along also. And it's always an awesome time. Now, back to our August, what, 12th, say it with me, August 12th, three-on-three elimination basketball tournament at Y North. There'll be music, there'll be food, and there'll be speakers. And so the tournament will take place. So mark your calendars. There are opportunities for our youth. There are places for our youth. We just got to turn up the volume, turn up the volume so our young people know where the safe spaces and positive places are so that they can have a great time. Now, listen, I've done my best (laughs) to make sure you know what's happening on Tuesday New Community View, View, current events. But I'm going to leave you with royalty from the sounds of blackness. Thank you for joining us. I've got to go now.
metaphorically can't close to Highs on pride, my pride won't collide. Am I right in your eyes if I stand on mine? Oh, oh, oh. You are right. You gotta make sure I'm above. 